Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. Well, I am thrilled you're here today. I believe with all that I am that it's never an accident. I believe that God has a purpose and plan for you today. And here's what I believe. I believe that every time that you make an effort to come to church, God is going to do something if you would like him to. But it has to be a decision on your part that, you know what, I do want God. I want God to do something. I want him to speak to me today. I want him to equip me. And so I just pray that that is your prayer this morning, as you're sitting in church, that this isn't a waste for you. There was a reason you came. I believe that God has a reason, but you've got to line up with that and say, okay, I'm here to receive. Our culture, our culture has done a horrible job of telling us what to focus on. And, I, and you know me, we did a culture conference. I, I teach about the society's impact upon our lives on pretty much a weekly basis. But I just want you to think about this. We have been taught to idolize things or people in our culture. Movie stars, professional sports players. I mean, we, we, we idolize things and we put them in a position and we're not really concerned of whether or not they're good for us, they just pique our interest and we're like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on that. And all of a sudden we look at it like it's something that's really awesome. Athletes. And, and, and parents know this. I'm, we enjoy sports. I, I get that. We enjoy them here. But you've got to be careful that you don't get to a point with athletics that you're idolizing someone that's making 20 to $30 million a year that you're watching every week. Now, I know we're at the start of football season, and I'm trying to give us a little piece about what happened to the Chiefs the other day. So, no. We just got to be careful not to put someone who can throw a ball 100 miles an hour over a plate into a position or score a point over someone else or catch a ball maybe and, and run across a goal line and, and all of a sudden we idolize them. And here's what you got to know. From a business perspective, you spend money to make money. Any, any person that's been successful in business knows that there is an expense that is needed for you to then get a return. Everyone knows that that's been in any success in business. The amount you spend is really even insignificant as long as you can make that back and more. It's not about the amount. It's just to make sure that what... They can't pay an athlete $23 million unless they know that that's worth it. Whoever's writing that check knows that paying them that, there'll be enough people that idolize that and will buy tickets and support what's going on. There's some smart business men and women in that industry, and we've got to know that, that America is supporting this. Now, 
if we can just figure this out, and what the world has figured out, if the church could figure out in a godly way, instead of a principle that's not going to take us to the throne room of God, we could change what's going on in our culture. See, there, there's a sign of a real problem here. We're moving away from the importance of character, which is what I want to talk about today. We're moving away from the importance of character and we're placing an importance on a gifting. Wow. The Bible says in Romans eleven twenty nine 29, that the giftings and callings of God are irrevocable. You can't take them off. Everybody has those. And that's great, but we've got to be careful that we don't take that gifting that God has placed in us and elevate that above character. Now, I'm going to spend 20, 30 minutes talking about this. Let's talk about what character is. It's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. The mental or moral qualities, mental or more, get that in your head, the mental or moral qualities that are distinctive, which means you can distinguish between people of who they are and what they're known for. So I'm going to ask you today, does good character really matter? Does it matter more than catching a ball and running across the goal line? I, I'm just talking here. See, as long as he can dribble a basketball, I don't really care who he sleeps with tonight. What gender it makes no difference. As long as he can get, as long as they can sing the songs that they sing, I don't really care what kind of character they operate in. And and we're taking ourselves to a place where we can now name a television show American Idol. And that's been going on for a long time now. And we're going to idolize an American's gifting, not knowing anything about their character. And so, I want you to know that I think it matters. And I believe that you ought to think it matters. When you hire someone to dig a ditch... As long as they dig the ditch and get it done, what concern of mine is it what they do when they get off work? What concern is it of mine whether they are married or not and living together or not? What, what concern is it of mine? What, what gender they prefer? What does, that, what does that matter? They just All I hired them to do is to dig a ditch. And so we've got this concept in the Christian culture. What's it matter? What's it matter? Well, let me just tell you, when I take my car to the mechanic, I care about his character. Yeah. Yeah. See, the mental and moral qualities of an individual matter. Let me give you some poll results. In the last few elections, they have done this, and so I can pick any one of them over the last several years. And the majority of Americans believe that a man's personal morals or lack of, will not affect the way that he leads our nation. I disagree with that. But we're polling that that has no bearing or no effect on how our country 
is led. Today I want to address an issue that our society has got to deal with, and it's not going to happen just one day by our society going, oh, this is what we need to do. It's going to happen by the church saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to live different. I'm going to operate different. And so the country was built and established and operates on God's law. Now, the laws in this country were written with the assumption that people had good morals. If, if, if we want to maintain a country of freedom, then we have to understand the laws are all written based on a moral code that should already be operating. And, and I don't know where we've missed this, but over my lifetime I've watched it. We can't hire enough police to make up for lack of character. You just can't, to raise a generation who doesn't think character is important, and that's the attempt of the enemy because we're making what's important giftings and we're forgetting the importance of character, we're going to see our country change, and I just will challenge you that we already have. You know, when you drop your car off at the mechanic and it doesn't run and you pick it up and it does... Praise the Lord. It don't matter what it costs, right? Absolutely it does. They charge you $900 and you're not sure what they did. But I just know it's running again, so it shouldn't matter. Let me just tell you, when you go out to eat, there's always a big concern at my table that treat the waitress or waiter nice. Because you don't know what they're doing with your food behind closed doors. And you make them mad, and I'm dependent on character to not spit in my food. Well, character doesn't matter. We, yeah, it sure does. Character matters a bunch when you start really thinking about it. See, for the majority of Americans to say character doesn't matter, there is a problem. And I want to address this problem. When you, when you bought your house and you were told it was insulated, how do you know that? How do you know that? Well, it's insulated like this. You can't see the insulation. So you've got to believe in the character of the person who told you. And, and I, I just on and on, character doesn't matter. What I challenge you is we can't operate here in America without it, without character. It's hard for me to see Americans cheer for athletes because I see them cheering for a talent that everybody should have one of. See, everybody has one, so let's not cheer for the talent, although we're grateful for talents, but everybody, that they're irrevocable. You can't take them off of you. It shouldn't surprise anyone that someone seven foot two should be able to dunk a basketball. However, me, it should surprise you immensely. But it's no wonder so many of our kids are not putting their priorities right in life because we have a bunch of people that we're placing them under that don't have the right priorities. See, do you know the character of the men and women that you place your kids with every day? Do you know the character? I'm, I'm talking to us right here today. Here's the question. What do we applaud? What are you looking for to sign the autograph on your picture? What, what is, I mean, what autographs do you have at home? Who are you teaching? Who's teaching you? I mean, is 
who you are sending your kids to, whether it be school, whether it be relatives, whether it be friends' homes, are you wanting their autograph on your wall? I mean, well, that's just dumb. No, it's not. Who you hold in high esteem is who you want to glorify. That was really good. Who you esteem, who you hold high is who you will glorify. And I ask you, who is that in your home? Because it will be a reflection on who your kids are. I'm proud of the spike that our volleyball players get on the court. But telling the truth is way more important to me than that spike will ever be. I'm, I'm proud of the song you sang. Wow, you knocked it out. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled at the, the not one runner scored when you were pitching. I mean, I love the three points that you pulled off right at the buzzer. Isn't it crazy? That's all, everybody wants the three point right at the buzzer. I mean, that's why? Because that's going to bring the most glory. It's going to be the most excitement. And we're looking for excitement because we're esteeming things. And that esteeming produces a glorifying. Do we have a good attitude in front of people? I'm going to ask you at home, what are you doing? Parents, do you hear the phone ring and you say, hey, tell them I'm not here? What character is that producing for your children? I didn't expect this sermon to really go, yeah, that's awesome. Because every one of us at times have been guilty of not producing the right character. Do kids see parents living one way at home and another way at church? Do, do we have character in our own life? When we're around our family, when we're around our spouse, when, when our spouse calls us, do we answer the phone different than we would a friend and our kids hear us and the way we talk to our spouse is different than the way we talk to our church people. Character matters. See, I'm trying to get in us an understanding here. Maybe it's no wonder that we have kids who live one way around parents and another way around friends. They're living one way because they know what they got to do to get the parents' approval, but when they're with their friends, why did you, you never have done that at home. You've modeled that, mom and dad. We all have or could probably have a need to make some changes. <laughs> we all. Come on, this isn't just a sermon to point out and to put down one, and you don't need to get in the car and say, boy, I hope you heard that. That was you. <laughs> all of us need to make the application here. See, character can matter to us, and it should. And once again, I'm speaking individually because it's the mental and moral qualities in your life that are individualized. So I'm not talking about your spouse or your kids. I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to each one of us. When you read, when, when you read in Scripture the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire, when you read Israel's history, Judges, when the nation honored God and worshiped Him and esteemed Him, they were exalted. It was a good place to be. And what they did when they quit making him a matter of importance, 
I want you to see they fail every time. You can just see it in Scripture after Scripture. See, character makes all the difference, not just in the world, but for our country, for our nation. It's a big deal. And it was men of character willing to stand up for what is right that made our country what it is. Now, we're telling kids there is no right or wrong and you choose for yourself. We got a problem. We got a problem. It's all based on your circumstances, honey. It'll be okay. And, and how you feel is important. And it's, whether it's right or wrong doesn't matter. It's just how it made you feel. And we're teaching this with no moral absolutes. And the problem is when there's no moral absolutes, then our character declines. When our character declines, we esteem the wrong things. When we esteem the wrong things, our glory goes to the wrong. Are, are you hearing the full picture here? So how do you find character? Or better yet, how do I have character? I want to look at Daniel today in Scripture. I, I just love reading the story of Daniel, and, and I, I want to find a right hero. I want to find someone who you can go, wow, this guy had it going on. He, see, his, his name is who I want to put on my jersey. You go to Springfield, especially if you go to Kansas City, and you look around, I can tell you the jerseys that you will see and the names on the back of them. Every one of us can. And I'm not here to put them down. But I'm telling you, their character matters more than what they've done on the field. It's what I think and what I'm going to teach on today because I believe it's scriptural. As a young boy, Daniel lived in a total pagan environment, but he still lived the right life. I want you to know there's hope today for God's people because our society is going more and more pagan. It's going more and more emphasis on the wrong things, the woke movement, all the things that are happening in our society. We have to be very aware of it doesn't have to be in your life. It doesn't have to be. Daniel's a great example of this. He lived the right life regardless of his upbringing. Daniel 1, Daniel 1, chapter 1. First off, something I want you to see here before we get into it. He possessed character before he was at the palace. I've taught this my whole life. I learned this principle at the very start of this church. We started a camp, and I realized that if you can get into the hearts of your young people on the front end of situations, a God perspective, then you don't have to try to get that on the back end. See, whatever the situation you're dealing with, it comes up, if you had the right perspective on the front side, then you'd have got through that situation a whole lot better. But what we do is we go through these situations and we're like, oh, this was disaster and I don't know what we're going to do. Then we try to address it from the backside. And I'm just telling you, on the backside, you look worse. You need to look good on the front so that when the situation comes, you have a God perspective and he can see you through it. So before we get into this story, I want you to see that Daniel had character on the front end. He had it on the front end. He was seen and noticed because of what would later be challenged in him, but he had already been seen as this. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Boy, this is, I love this story. During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and he besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. 
So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God, little g God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Now get this in verse 4. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking. You like the way I say that? Healthy, strong, good-looking young men. Make sure they're well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, are suited to serve in the royal palace, train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. Once again, let me go back to the definition of character. It is the mental and moral quality distinctive to an individual. They were physically and mentally right. We've been talking about the three parts of our being. We've been talking about what's in your heart. We've been talking about in your heart, your soul, and your spirit, and the difference between them. And I'm not going to go back and teach all of this, but today we're talking about some soul issues, some some things that are, are how we think, how we feel, how we operate in life. It, it's our mind, our will, our emotions. And so it, when it says in verse 4, select strong, healthy, good-looking young men, make sure they're well-versed in every branch of learning, they're gifted with knowledge, good judgment, suited to serve in the royal palace, train them up, teach them the language and literature. Let me tell you what it says in the New King James Version, just another translation you might want to read here. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. I got three points today. Based on verse 4, number 1, no blemish, strong, healthy, good-looking. All that's number 1. These are the qualities. Now, you look at that initially and you think physical, and I want to get into this in a moment, and you'll see something a little different because you can say, well, I wouldn't have been picked because I'm not good-looking. Some of you are going, well, I'd have definitely got picked. <laughs> I, I don't know what your, your thinking is there, but we've got to understand what this means. Number 2, they were gifted in wisdom. So these are my three points real quick. Gifted in wisdom, they could be uh, translated right here. That could be translated as character. They were gifted in making good decisions. They were mentally and morally sound. So that's the second point. Number three, they were quick to get it. They were, they were teachable. Well, I'm telling you, for a teacher, there's nothing better than somebody teachable. So let's talk about these. Number one, no blemish. At first look, this is seen as someone who is capable to take care of whatever's need of based on their physical appearance or being. Now, how do we in today's world have no blemish? As a Christian, I want to challenge you to know that when you accept Jesus, you're in right standing and you look different. I believe that it affects every part of your being when you get saved. It, it, it affects how the world sees you. It, the Bible says he washed us 
white as snow. Isaiah 1.18, though your sins are like scarlet, I'm going to make them white as snow. See, when your sins are forgiven, all of a sudden, all the blemishes on you are not seen, you're white. And anything that would be a blemish, scarlet would be red. And when you have white and red, you have pink. That's why I don't wear pink. No, it's not why. It's not why. White and red together make pink. You can't disguise white with red. So if you want to look different, you've got to get your sins forgiven. And I'm not here to condemn sin. What I'm here today to tell you is I have someone who has forgiven it that I can introduce you to. And he's worth it. He makes you look better. I don't know if you've ever seen someone who was just guilt-driven. I mean, they were just all over them, and then they get saved. And I've watched them walk an aisle, get saved an aisle. I've seen it right out in the parking lot of this church, leading somebody to Jesus out there. And I'm telling you, before Ben up upset, I don't know what's going on. I'm talking about twisted in mind and body. Give their heart and life to Jesus, and all of a sudden, their back was straighter. Life was I'm, just like that. There was a difference in their countenance. That's what Jesus does. People walking in the power of the Holy Spirit just look different. They look awesome. You check out what is on the inside, and then you let that flow to the outside, and the outward man should reflect the inward man in a Christian's life. I I just got to tell you a couple stories about this because I think they're real significant. I can't tell you the amount of times... As a Christian, I have walked into a church somewhere in the country and sang or did a concert. And after it was over with, I remember walking off that stage thinking, that was the most horrid singing. I, did t- I was flat the whole time. I just, I'm so embarrassed at what we did. And I'm telling you, more people responded to the altar call, more people responded to the move of God, because every night before we would sing, we would pray, God, would you be seen above us? We just want to use the giftings that you've placed on our life. I pray that in the mornings before I preach, because I'm telling you, you got a sorry preacher sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm to, I just want you to stay engaged. I want to be entertaining. I think there's a place for bad entertainment. And I don't want to be there. So I want to be to an element of entertainment, but more than that, I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And as I'm speaking, I want God to go before me and speak into your hearts and lives above anything that I... And I, I'm just telling you, there are times I've walked off and that was horrible and it changed the life of somebody because it wasn't me, it was God using And so I I understand the no blemish, the strong, the healthy, the good looking. I mean, I know people think I'm way more good looking than I really am. And that's not a prideful thing. You're not that ugly. Oh, you're just not looking at the same mirror I am. Come on, everybody here has done that. You've looked in a mirror and thought, man, I just don't know how anybody even talks to me. Look at me. And you'll compare yourself to everybody else. And what I'm telling you, the glow of the spirit makes you good looking. And it's not a prideful thing. It just took you out of the equation. I, I, I know that that's a hard one to get an amen because you feel like you're amen in yourself. But here's the deal. I have seen it time and time again where I just did not feel like what I had to say was that important but because I, I was operating on the physical. I didn't feel like 
what I had to say was that important. And then God took what he had already laid on my heart and wham, he used it in a supernatural way. I've talked to all of the pastors here, and I, I'm telling you, Chapman and Melanie, I, I have visited with them. They'll walk off stage and go, man, that was, one of, that was just a tough one. I don't feel like I did very good. And, and, and what I can tell you, when I listen to it, it's one of the best they ever did. I, I know why. Because God showed up and covered everything that they thought was. Now, I want to get better, and I'm not going to use that. Ever, but I, I can tell you that that's what Daniel was. He was on the front end of this thing, and he was seen as good looking. He was seen as strong. But here's what I want you to see the first thing he was without blemish. Number two, he was gifted in wisdom, knowledge, good judgment. He had some good judgment. I, I just, with all that I am, I believe that education is important. I do. From the beginning of this church, we started a Christian school. Well, why? Because I wanted to guard environment. That wasn't a big deal to me. I understand that. But in guarding that, we can't not be educated. So we're going to guard the environment, but we're going to make education a priority. And if you're not going to get educated here, the environment won't work for you. See, education is the reason why we're here under the environment. So we do provide an opportunity for a big Environment difference, well, that's what Daniel did. He guarded his environment, educated. He was educated. You can't get educated in the things that you need educated in at a party, good or bad. I'm not sitting here talking about a drinking party. I'm talking about a birthday party. There's not an education. Well, I, I need to study. Okay, happy birthday. I'm studying right here while everybody's saying You can't do that. You've got to get in the right environment to get educated. And we work hard here at Christian Ministries Academy for the right environment. Now, here, here's the deal. Some people go, well, that's not the environment I want my kid in. I get that, but make sure they're in an environment that they can get educated, but also be guarded. you got to guard environment so that you can get education. Now, I don't know if I'm making sense or not. Well, my, my kid's just going to go to work with me every day. That'll get him educated. Yeah, except for he knows nothing about everything except for what you're going to work to do. Well, what does that matter? I don't know. I happen to think them learning a little bit about our Constitution is important. And you're not doing that going to work every day. So let's get them in an environment that's guarded so that they can be educated. What I'm telling you is I'm using the story of Daniel and I'm trying to make it applicable for what we deal with day in and day out. If you want to get in your word, you're going to have to find time to guard an environment where you can study the word. Education is not just for our young people, it's for us as adults. What book did you most recently read? Well, I don't read. All right, well, we're in a day and age you can listen to it. Just have it play it for you. If you're not going to read it, I get that. But let's put it on and let's listen. I, I, I want to hear what God is saying to me. And sometimes I want to hear what he's saying through someone that's gifted to communicate it to me. The Bible okays all of that. Just through old, plain old preaching, God does miraculous things. So therefore, I listen to a lot of preaching. When I'm riding on a mower, I've got earphones on. I've got headphones on that are noise counseling. I didn't even know they used to, they have those. And it shuts out the sound of a mower. Therefore, I can hit rocks that don't even bother me as bad. 
I'm right in the middle of an amen, and boom, oh, I didn't even hear that. So I'm just asking you, what are you educating yourself? All these were traits that were an outflow of good character. See, what you got to get, you got to get what I'm saying today, an outflow of good character. Daniel already had these when he was asked to come to the palace. He already had all these things intact. You're going to face situations in life, but what I'm telling you, get on the front end of character. Put the right things in the right place. In my mind, he had character at a place and an avenue that had him seen by the officials. Character will make you noticed more than a gifting when it comes to the kingdom. It doesn't mean that you won't be noticed more by throwing a fast pitch or, or dunking a ball or shooting a three-point or catching a football and running across or kicking it through to go. I'm not saying you won't be noticed, but it won't be a kingdom notice. Character gets you a kingdom notice. Daniel was aware of what he fed himself spiritually. And here's what you got to know. He saw that as more important than what he fed himself physically. Really, how do you know that? Daniel 1.8, it tells the rest of the story. In Daniel 1.8, Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. I, I like in the New King James Version, it says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself. Oh, there's that heart word again we've been talking about here at Christian Ministries for the last few weeks. He got it down in him. He got his soul man to go, I'm, I'm living on a purpose for a purpose, to accomplish a purpose. He was determined that this is not what I'm, I'm not going to defile myself. So Daniel made up his mind or he purposed in his heart. I don't care which one you use there. He made up in his mind or he purposed in his heart. If your soul man is in your heart, then your mind, will, and emotions come out of your heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you purpose that on the front end, then it'll help you deal with the situation when it comes. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter where I am, this is how I'm going to live. Come on, that's what you've got to get in your head. It doesn't matter where I am, this is how I'm going to live. I don't care if it's at church on Sunday morning or if it's at the job on Monday morning. I, I, this, I purposed in my heart, this is how I'm going to live. It doesn't matter what my wife or my husband says to me, how I respond is based on what I purposed in my heart. See, I purpose in my heart and I've got the right response to produce a kingdom life. I, I just, I, I'm going through life and I, I, I'm not snorting, I'm not snuffing, I'm not trying to do something to produce something in me that the Holy Spirit already said, I'd do it for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when does it happen for Christians that they purpose in their own heart? It needs to happen on the front end. Here's the sad part. Most, most churches are dealing with sin after it's already occurred instead of on the front end and teaching character. When you have character on the front end, you don't have to deal with the consequence of sin on the back end. See, that's why you got saved. Oh, I'm just a sinner, saved by grace. I, I understand that philosophy, and praise God, we all were. But at what point are you going to get some character so you can be a saint who occasionally messes up 
instead of a sinner who lives in sin all the time, and all the time I'm just having to go to church to get forgiveness. In the Catholic church, I'm having to go to the priest to get some confession made. I'm not saying that confession is important. Why don't you confess your health before you get into health crisis? Why don't we reverse what, in a lot of ways, the culture has taught us and even the church culture has? I'm going to live and walk as a man of character. You've got to say that. I'm going to live and walk as a man or woman. Make sure you say your gender. Of character. That's what Daniel did. And when Daniel said that, it didn't matter the consequences. Even if it was death, I'm going to be in right standing. I'm going to do it the way God said. I'm just going to tell you, right here's a hero for you and who you can put on the name of your jersey. Mr. Daniel. That's a hero. Have him autograph your baseball. And I don't know if he was seven foot two, but that don't matter. See, when you know ahead of time you'll never cheat on your wife or your husband, then you don't give an eye to cheating on your wife. You never spend time having dinner with anyone other than your wife or husband in a bad environment or a culture that says it's okay. You, I'm not doing that, and, and you, I set myself up to not do this. I'm not partying with them, so therefore I'm not getting drunk. If the party has, I'm not at homes that has that available. Why? Because I have a family that has a tendency to that. Therefore, I have to put a guard up. I already know what's happened in every avenue of my family. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm just telling you, this is where I'm at. I put guards up to guard character. And I want my character to be guarded. I've already, here's what you got to see, I've already determined in my heart. I've already made my mind up. So you're probably not going to move me because I'm already there. That was where Daniel was. If we had a bunch of God's people that weren't movable, based on the word and their convictions based on the word, when you've purposed in your heart ahead of time, then when you're faced with a dilemma, you can make the right choice immediately. Well, I need to pray about that. I've already been praying about that. There's not a doubt in my mind. I've already, before we ever got here, I knew the right thing to do was to not eat meat and wine from the king. I've, so as soon as that was that, no, I'm not doing that. Here's what I'm going to do. So we, we got a purpose ahead of time. So when you make the decision in every area of your life, then your character will start being seen and then people will look at you and what they don't see is they don't see you. They see God in you. Why are you still reading? Why are you still, why am I still reading about Daniel in the Bible years and years later? Here's why. Because of his character. That's why. Verse 8, chapter 1, Daniel Verse 8, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. Why? Because of his character. Verse 10, but he responded, I'm afraid of my Lord the king who has ordered that you eat this food and wine If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, 
See how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. Boy, he's going out on a limb here, isn't he? Here, you just you compare me to the ones that are doing it this way physically, because what I'm t- what Daniel was saying is, it's more important what you eat spiritually than what you're eating physically. And they had this idea that the physical side will end up producing something for you. It won't produce anything for you if you don't have the spiritual side right. Character pays off. And Daniel said, make a decision in light of what you see. Character pays off. The attendant agreed, did just as Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel was better nursed than the boys that the king had been feeding. He's better nursed. If someone will stand up, if someone will stand up and walk in character, everybody around you starts seeing the difference and the environment around you changes. Having good character will change where you are instead of letting where you are change you. I'm going to use a David Hilton line. I'm going to say this one more time. Having good character will change where you are instead of letting where you are change you. Come on! Come on, I mean, that's, it will, it will let the environment change instead of the environment changing you. I've just watched person after person who I thought was in good character walk into this environment, especially in the political arena, and next thing you know, they're changed. We need some men and women of God who are unchangeable. And character on the front end is the only way that happens. Verse 14, the attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion, tested him for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier, better nursed than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. God gave these four young men an unusual appetite for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Dreams. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable of any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year reign of King Cyrus. Daniel continued, Daniel remained. Daniel continued, Daniel remained. He continued and he remained. And he did it all based on character on the front end. On the front end. It was on the front end. People don't continue because they can't get a purpose down in their heart. We got to get purposed in our heart. No one can walk in character when you lie and cheat. When you walk in character, you walk in the blessing and your business continues. But when you don't walk in character, you watch everything in your business, in your marriage, with your kids, everything starts falling apart. How does it start falling apart? Because your character left. When your character is there, you remain. <laughs> this is really good. If we would just get it, character matters. I could have used so many different Bible stories for this illustration. I mean, Genesis 39, Joseph, 
Potiphar's wife coming in. Hey, big boy. No. He'd already purposed in his heart. Come on, we've got to get to a place where we live on the front end of the trial, on the front end of the crisis. Whatever the crisis is, trials, fires, all these things come, but character on the front end will allow you to get to the back end and see the kingdom of God advanced and promoted, regardless of what's going on in our world. If we want to change the world, it starts right here. The majority of our country says it doesn't matter. Did you hear that? Well, I'm not one of them. If the majority says character doesn't matter, I'm out. Well, aren't we ran by a country that's majority? Yep. The sad thing is, is we're obviously not teaching character enough. We're teaching how to get forgiveness of sin. Praise God for that. But after you're forgiven from sin and you're walking white as snow, stay there. Well, how do you do that? Character. Stay in the Word. Stay doing God's way. When you read the end of the story, it just always works out for every nation. That honors God, you can watch. You can watch. What I can tell you is, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And if we get enough people saying that before long, the word majority again. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm into just a small little church and just being around a few little people. Okay, well, if you maintain that mentality, then how are we ever going to get the majority we got to be out in the highways and the byways impressing people to make a different decision for the Lord and then disciple them and grow them up in a way that before long, the majority says, as for me and my house, as for me and my nation, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my county, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my city, it all starts right where you're at in your home, in your neighborhood. What are you doing? Well, I'm just going to stay here and stay silent. No, Daniel didn't. Here, just everybody know, I'm praying. Everybody know, here's what I'm doing. I, I, everybody know, this is what I'm eating. Now, I'm going to ask permission. And his character gave him favor. But just one step at a time. One step at a time. Come on, stand bold. Stand bold. But don't stand with an ego. Boast in the Lord. And stand bold, bold and let him go before you. Why? Because your character is on the front end, not the back end. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.